Hey there, boys and girls. How are you doing on this beautiful, beautiful evening? My name is Brian Lunduke. <laughs> That's Brian with a Y. And I'm joined by Matthew Hartley. Say hello to the world, Hartley. Howdy ho, kids. It's howdy duty time. I do love howdy duty. I showed my kids howdy duty like or oh, yeah. maybe like six months ago, and they just looked at me like I was retarded. Like they were... <laughs> They were just not it's a little dated. It. Yeah, they yeah. were not having it at all. I mean, <laughs> they're like, "What? What is this, Dad?" They that's funny. My kids like the retro stuff. Like we, <clears throat> me and my boy, watched the Lone Ranger together, and and all that sort of thing. But Howdy Doody was a bridge too far. They're just like, "Forget it, forget it." If this is what it's like <laughs> to be in burnt. this family, I'm out. I'm going up for adoption. <laughs> Forget this. Uh, Howdy doody. You got to hook him up on like something a little more uh, modern, like Captain Kangaroo. I mean, that's a bleeding we, edge right there. We've done we've done the uh, the Captain Kangaroo. They they nice. they can they can buy into that. We've actually got some Captain Kangaroo on a on a media drive here with us, um, just because why not? <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, it, it's like a random assortment. We've got random Captain Kangaroo and random Mister <laughs> Rogers and and a lot of the old school, you know, like. 1970s 1980s kids stuff just right. just for the heck of it um but uh their favorite their absolute favorite for a while was uh was peewee's clubhouse uh, oh yeah they loved that one uh that was that just made him happy cherry and today's word is loud ah, you know kids love that stuff so they in the in the very first episode and uh, we won't talk about peewee the whole time i promise boys and girls at home um but in the very first episode i put it on for them and i was like guys guys you got to try this you got to try peewee's peewee's playhouse you're gonna love it you're gonna love peewee's playhouse right and uh they're like all right we'll give it a shot and the very first episode uh peewee's looking at the screen and and he says something like it's arts and crafts time and and he's like and he, and he holds up a baked potato and it right. has a whole bunch of pencils stabbed into it and he's and he looks at the screen and he says i took an ordinary potato and i put pencils in it and then he and then it cuts away to commercial and that was the whole arts and crafts time and i'm just busting up laughing and and my right. kids are just looking at me like like we like this show dad but that didn't make any sense at all <laughs> It's like that's the point. Yeah, I'm like that was that was gold, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Anyway, everyone at home, thanks for joining us. Uh, for the next hour, we're talking nerdy and only nerdy. No politics, no arguing, no current events. Just happy right. nerdy things because we're humans, and gosh darn it, that's what we deserve. Our life deserves to be happy and nerdy. Exactly. Oh heavens, yes. Oh man. Um. Uh, all right. So. What do we got coming on here? I asked a bunch of questions over to the locals community, lenduke.locals.com, and uh, I said, "Late on me. What 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 stuff do you want us to talk about tonight?" And they really, they came through. You know, they nice. They always do. They always come through in a pinch. Like if I can, if I say I want to think about something nerdy that makes me smile, they always are right there. They're like, boom. Here's ten things to do right now, Lunduke. They're they're the best people in the world. <laughs> uh, we'll start. We'll start at the top. Uh, from Geek on Skates, what's a good entry level retro computer? I've been window shopping on Ooh. eBay, and they're not all and they're and they're not all stupid expensive, but a lot are broken or for parts, <laughs> yeah. and and I don't know what I'm doing with repairs yeah. and all that. All right, so I I, I get that. So Ooh. Geek on Skates is looking to get a retro computer, right? That doesn't cost a lot of money, 
that's not going to require a ton of repair work, right? So, so here's 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 the thing I'm going to say right off the bat. You're going to be able to find a lot um, as long as you're willing to do the basics of like replacing the battery, right? So there's there's in like half of the machines out there, there's going to be a battery on the board and it usually corrodes. You've got to be comfortable right, popping right. the screws off the off of the case and and changing out that battery. Um, and it's different on a whole bunch of different machines. But other than that, there are some pretty good retro machines that uh, that really hold up and that, that stand the test of time. And if you want ones that really hold up, you got to go earlier than the 90s. You got to go into the 80s and even the late 70s. Cause oh, definitely. Of, some of those machines are built like a tank. Um, yes. I mean, the keyboards, some of them have like membrane keyboards and they get a little, fluh, but, mm-hmm. uh, but most of them are pretty choice. Like finding a good working Commodore 64 is not that hard. Uh, same with like a, a TI 99 mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. uh, or one of, or an old Atari 400. But if you do the Atari line, go with Atari 800 over the 400 <laughs> because it's just more, it's a better keyboard on it to start with. Sure. Oh, no, uh, no question. And, and as far as getting them, for me, I found that the easiest way to shop for one is, first of all, you, you get yourself as a guest on the show, and then you talk, <laughs> and then you reminisce about how you used to play on these computers, and then someone just ships you one one day, yeah. and everything's in it. Inclu- I mean, like, every accessory known to man is included. That's how this. you got your TI-99, right? It is literally how I got it. I, I could, it just blew my mind. I was just like, man, this is how celebrities feel. I was Dude, like, wow, the, the is- audience of, of this show, I don't... I don't know what the heck I did in a previous life, but for some reason, the audience that hangs out and listens to the stupid ramblings that come out of my maw are like the nicest people. And they magically have the coolest stuff sitting in their garage. Like, it's just that's so cool. Oh, it's the best. I had the same thing with a a Toshiba libretto. Uh, 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 yeah, a fan was listening and was listening to one of my shows. And I was like, man, I love the Toshiba librettos. They're they're these little, like, they're like netbook size before netbooks were a thing. But, you know, you can get 486s and Pentiums and early DOS machines. And it's basically like the best little laptop for DOS games. Because it's got a sound blaster in it. And it's just, they're they're amazing little DOS gaming laptops. They're just super tiny. And I'm like, man, I just wish I could find one in good working order. And I get this email. What's your address, Lunduke? I uh, I got a little package for you, and and he sends it over with like a floppy drive and this little PCMCIA memory card and all the goodies with it and manuals. And I'm like, dude, dude, I I do not deserve that. Like that's that's not a level of love that I deserve. <laughs> that's just so wonderful. Seriously. Oh yeah. Isn't that's, that cool though? I mean, so isn't cool. that just neat? So so yeah. The correct answer, Geek on Skates, is you got to come on the, the this show. Uh, and talk about it. I, I recommend, in all seriousness, uh, the the Atari ST line is great. Uh, if you all want right. like a good retro machine that's really sturdy, um, either the Atari 8-bit, uh, would I, I would go with the Atari 800 because it has a good mechanical keyboard versus the membrane blah, keyboard of Squish that's in the Atari 400, um, or a Commodore 64 or a VIC-20. They got fun keyboards. They're a little weird, but they, they work well. They're reliable. Mm-hmm. They're good, sturdy machines. Or if you flash forward a little bit and you can find one, an Apple 2GS. 
Ooh, they're, that's a sweet spot. They're wicked fun. There's there's plenty of good games for it. It plays all the Apple II software, which is a ton of stuff, including like yeah. the early Sierra Adventure games and all sorts of stuff play on it. Um, those those, in my opinion, are are real sweet spots. But but if you really want to go cool and you want to go just like awesome, try and find a compact luggable. Yes, because yes. those things tended to get abused really badly and somehow managed to stay running. I, I right. they, like I got a, a, a compact luggable. Um, you know, it's an old XT monochrome display built into those briefcase la- machines. They weren't laptops. They didn't have batteries in them. Um, but uh, it was disgusting when I got it. Like it was filthy. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it looked it looked like it had lived in a public bathroom for thirty oh, years yeah. and no Clorox wipes and a magic oh. eraser. Oh yeah. god, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I gave it a yeah. lot of love and it was mostly just cosmetic. Like you know, it yeah. needed to be cleaned out. It had gunk on the inside of it that came out of a troll's ear, but Ooh, I mean it yeah. still was running. And those things nice. really, really hold up really well, even though they get disgusting on the outside. Uh, so if you want a DOS, an old DOS machine with like a an era appropriate monitor, the compact luggables are kind of fun. I, I don't I don't know they're not they're not bad. Uh, that's that's personally my my recommendation uh, of of where to go. Those are those are some good places to start for good old retro machines. Yeah. I don't, I don't know I don't know what you feel hardly about the old retro gear, but th- that's what I would recommend. Oh, I, lo- I love the old retro gear. I definitely find that I don't have as much time to enjoy it as I, <clears throat> as I want to do because I keep getting stuff thrown at me uh, project-wise. But I will say I have a big soft spot for, on for it. Now I know I just talk about it enough and things appear. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I mean, you know, <laughs> will it into existence, I guess. So. Uh, that's not a bad way to go in life. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. We got one here from Calvin. Calvin asks, how do you suppose that the end of the Internet will come about? And what do you suppose the post-Internet <laughs> world will look like? <laughs> what, what do you wow. think? What do you think? I, I have a lot of opinions on this. I have I have stood on my soapbox and talked about the end of the Internet so many times. I want to hear what Hartley thinks. What does Hartley I, think you know, about what's going to bring about the end of the Internet and the WWW? Like anything in life, I feel like that we're going to basically shoot ourselves in the foot logistically before we could do anything cool and like movie worthy. Right. So <laughs> logistically speaking, I feel like we're going to we're just we're going to think, oh, my gosh, it's this, that and everything. And it's literally going to be like cloud flare, you know, going you know, <laughs> doing one of those. It's going to be that type of thing. I, I really feel like that it's going to be. But instead of just being like the, you know, at that level, I feel like it's going to be more at the ISP router level. Um, and I'm, uh, you see little bits and pieces of it now. Uh, I definitely feel like it's going to be definitely a logistical kind of deal. I, I, I just I really can envision it. And I've been preparing for this for decades. Uh, my, you know, <laughs> by ripping DVDs and whatnot. Let it burn. I've got I literally have Let the 80s burn, in a baby. box. I've got everything <laughs> I care about on a drive whatever you know so it's like for, for as i'm concerned like eh, you know it's inconvenient i can read it's fine i'll go to the library but you know that's it's not like i haven't done that before but um i you know i would rather it didn't because i do make most of my money uh, through various Gosh, endeavors know, online right? so that would be nice to be able to eat but otherwise you know it's like hey whatever so you know let it go man I, that's I, what i think though i think it's logistical i feel the same way like part of me is like let it burn fine let it go down right. let it crash let some guy 
like submit a patch for like Nmap that spontaneously right, exactly. exposes some weird glitch that just takes yep. the whole thing down and just destroys the internet. Fine, I, I'm cool exactly. with it. Let the lookup tables explode for all I care. I don't care. <laughs> um, but but then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I distribute all of my content over the internet, and then <laughs> and I suddenly don't have a job yep. anymore. Exactly. Oh man, yeah. I gotta, I gotta go, like, go to work at like half price books or something. If this all goes away, so oh, I, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe, maybe I don't want the internet to be destroyed completely without a replacement coming first. Uh, but, but anyway, okay. So to answer your question, yeah. I think it'll, it'll go down because of something, some unforeseen bug will ca- cause a cascading rolling yep. failure. So like, like it could be something as stupid as like someone will submit a patch to Nmap or something like that and run an Nmap against the, like an IP address that like was supposed to main, remain secret or something. And it'll cause some weird gl- other glitch in a bunch of DNS tables and, and it'll, that'll cause a rolling set of failures that'll cause the whole Eastern seaboard to go offline for three weeks. And I think something weird like that will will is what will ultimately lead to the rel- to the abandonment of the internet. And I think, I agree. I, I agree. think what will yeah. replace it is the internet. I think it's going to be replaced <laughs> yep. by what is essentially the same set of technology, but but like spit and MacGyvered together with like bubble gum and masking tape in order to make it work and like, we'll like make it so certain things just don't work anymore. So you just can't do an end map anymore. Right. I think, I think it'll be, it'll be like a broken internet is what'll replace the internet. I think that's what's going to happen whether we want it to or not. I definitely agree. I mean, for a little while there, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't do, you know, I can't do uh, uh, Instacart. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Nice self, uh, self censorship there. That was, that was excellent. It was was really good. I was trying to remember what the name was. Yeah, it's trying to do an Instacart. And so it was like, what the heck is that called? Um, yeah, so, you know, to do an Instacart, you have to have to be online. But then I remembered, hey, yeah. we have a taxi service here locally. You pick up a telephone, you give him a list, and, you know, you, you basically he'll say, all right, make, make uh, we'll we'll make up the difference when I get there. Drop your groceries off. So it's like, right. well, okay, well, I'm good. Phones work. So, yeah, I mean, phones work. And, phones, you know, CB radios, ham radios, all that stuff. Burke's taxi works. will take care of it. A little bit drop there, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's just—it's literally one guy in a cab. That's all it is. It's kind of cool. Most of those taxis <laughs> on the outside—they say radio operated anyway. <laughs> Yo, that's it. It was good enough for them Duke boys. It's good enough for good enough for us. Yeehaw! Um, yeah. So I don't know. Let it let it all burn. Um, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe wants to know with the with the maturing of WebGL in browser and gaming libraries for JavaScript, is web based gaming becoming a viable option, especially with everything going mobile? Uh, PrinceJS.com is an example of classic game recreated using one of these libraries. If you guys haven't seen this, PrinceJS.com is Prince of Persia in JavaScript. <laughs> cool which that's so cool okay i gotta i gotta say <laughs> you got you gotta i gotta yeah. okay so um i i've i've put up a bunch of articles lately about crazy things people have been doing with javascript right because like i i did one article about it and it just caused this cascading rolling thing where people keep emailing me crazy things that people are doing in javascript <laughs> and you know people have you know pc emulators in javascript and yeah. full desktop environments in javascript and and this emulator in javascript and doom in javascript and prince of persia in javascript and here's the thing 
it's just too much JavaScript. <laughs> Guys, it's just too much JavaScript. Like, I, okay. But, it, but it creates the paradox of the absurd. It's an absurd language making yeah. absurd things. That makes it awesome. I See? know. <laughs> That's the thing that bugs me is like, so like, was it the, the, was it Dedalus, uh, the big desktop in JavaScript thing, right? So I put, I made an article on that about uh, the London Journal and, and it's an abomination. It has so much in it. It has a, a version of Winamp rewritten in JavaScript. It's got PC emulators in JavaScript and applications and web browsers, and everything written in JavaScript. And it yep. performs pretty well. And like, yeah. I use this thing and it should not work. Like it should not work technologically. It should not work morally and ethically. It shouldn't even exist. Because it exists, the four horsemen are probably going to ride the earth and destroy <laughs> us all. But at the same time... Like, I'm so darned impressed by it. And I think it's so rad. And every time I played with it, it made me smile and giggle. And that's what that's what it's all about, right? Like, yeah. it, it provided me actual joy. So then, so I'm, I am left conflicted, man. Gabe, Gabe, I am so conflicted because WebGL and WebAssembly and, and a lot of the JavaScript gaming libraries out there, you know what? Yeah. It makes it viable to produce almost anything in JavaScript. And I love that and hate that. And so, yes, it's viable. And yes, it's going to happen more and more. And I'm going to complain about it and then giggle and use it forever. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how that's well, going to go. It, I mean, kind of going down the JavaScript uh, rabbit hole, I have <laughs> just through my, <laughs> the course of people hiring me to do things, I have spent more time in AI than I, I care to mention. And, you know, I'm... I, 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 you know, I used to be against it and I'm like, I'm literally not doing anything and it just kind of happens and it's kind of yeah. not terrible. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's like, want to write an article? Pfft, okay. Oh, you need, you need, you need a really good voiceover done. Um, oh yeah. You need, and then, and then my favorite, I just discovered recently was a video editor. You drop your article into it and it just makes a video out of it. That's nuts. <laughs> and it's like, so my <clears throat> lazy side is overriding my hatred for that type of thing. And it's just like, I'm kind of okay with the four horsemen right now. I, I, like, I so you ugh. you've been posting those things uh, over on the locals uh -huh. community. Every, you've been finding it. You've been posting them. I found some weird ones. Really and good so ones. So you weird. can do an an AI to write yep. articles for you. You feed it in yeah. with like some source material and some keywords yep, yep. and whatnot, and boom, article. Okay. Yep. So then you could take that and feed it into the the reading pro AI that that and that... pick the avatar voice you want. And what man, was... I'm telling you, it is good. What was that one you were recommending to people, or the one that you were saying was just ridiculously good? Because I went and checked out the the examples for it, and it was yes. scary how high yes. quality the voices sound. Like uh, it's well said, really... well said labs, well, well said, said one labs. word labs. Yep. Holy sure heavens. Yeah, I, and this is and this is I'm actually getting paid. So this is it's for all those folks that are like I want to work at home. Well, this is how you do it. <laughs> you find a way to lazy up so you can scale up. But um I literally I had a guy wanted to do a podcast. I actually shared this on the locals and we did a voice vo uh, did a voice test with me which uh it's a little bit like a screen test for TV but yeah, it's a voice yeah. and they're like and they're like oh heavens no. You sound like a muppet. <laughs> I'm like that's fine. I don't care. You're paying me so you can whatever. And then we did this and they're like, oh, wow. And I could get the Australian lady and da, 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 you know, and it really, they were just like, this is good. I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. I didn't tell them where I got it. I simply said, what do you think of the voice sample? Oh, this is fantastic. Can you make this happen? It's like, absolutely. Here's your bill. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Holy heavens. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. That I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. That you, so I feel like that if you're going to embrace the apocalypse, you know, get yourself in a really great sports car and go riding through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like amazing, grief, right? Amazing. Yeah. I, I and, and then you could take that, that all that stuff and drop it into the, the video creation thing. Take your yes, articles is, and create a video out of the articles. <laughs> which I will drop that. Let me grab the link real quick because I can never remember the name. It is... Uh, L U men. So Lumen five, Lumen five. That's insane. Lumen com, And it is, it is, you can, when you have the choice of choosing your templates, always skip it. Just let it see what it comes up with. And then you can tweak it. And by tweak it, I rarely do, but you can tweak it a little bit. I put one of Brian's articles in it and it actually did pretty well for Microsoft. I was really impressed. I'll have to, Seriously. I'll have to share that later. Seriously. I just dropped that in. I was like, I was like, Oh, Hey, that's pretty cool. Wait, so is, this a, it is actually this a Microsoft uses, thing? No, 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 oh. no. And it uses AI to pick the most predominant things of your text and then what words to really emphasize and highlight. It basically becomes like a, a robot PowerPoint on steroids. Oh, my heavens. Um, and it's, but it's good. And the reason why you care is because then it adds, if, if you're into SEO, it basically adds retention time on your website, which, you know, you drop a YouTube channel into it. There's actually a number of hacks that you can do there. But anyway, um, yeah. That's what's one of the big advantages of it is like, wow, I really want people to stay longer. And also I want to kind of nudge Google a little bit. I'll just <laughs> do a little back and forth there and Bob's your uncle. Holy heavens, though. So you can get yeah. so the AI. <clears throat> so so Skynet <laughs> will write your articles. Oh, create, yeah. Create yeah. the podcast based on the articles, <laughs> the nope, YouTube nope, video nope. based on the articles. And nope. then you could ha write a script that will just auto upload all of that for you. And then you just, yes. you're just done. So you wake up every yes. day, say, here's some keywords in a news story. AI scripts activate. And then Skynet will go to work and make all your content for you. And then you go back to bed. Uh, <laughs> and I'm working on a scraper to handle the keywords. So I don't have to actually bother with oh, it. Oh, my heavens. Um, <laughs> You know, you so, know, uh, you know what you could do, you know, what actually would be kind of an interesting <laughs> test, like to yeah. see how well this would work. We set up a domain, right? Right. That is like the Linux dot org or something like that. And a, a script that goes and takes whatever yes. the most upvoted story on like the Linux subreddit is, grabs yep. that, feeds it into the AI for articles and without touching it, upload it, create a podcast for it and a YouTube video yep. for it and just let it be. And just do that once a day, every day, and see mm -hmm. what the heck happens. And even see if people notice that it's just not even a real thing. Like, if it's just 100% just AI-driven. I'd be curious to see how it would go. Well, I've been testing articles that I purposely don't really edit. I just, it's like, it's, some of them are pretty bad. I'm just yeah. like, okay, well, that looks actually accurate. Sure, okay, throw it up there and see what happens. And some of them are ranking really well. Um, I'm actually ranking. I'm out actually outranking some companies on some stuff that, that actually make the products. So it's it's interesting to to kind of play with that. I will toss out one tidbit um, for anyone that cares. If you want a really great fast indexing tool, create a subreddit with your with the name of your site. Drop a title. Uh, write you know the first paragraph of your post with a read read more and a link. Give it an hour. <laughs> you're, you're indexed. Really. So. Good heavens. First, you'll first get indexed on Bing, and then Google will eventually mm. meander its way through. But you'll rank on Bing for the Reddit post, and then you'll rank on Google eventually, usually page three working its way forward. Um, ideally, you want to do a couple posts like that. But anyway, you, enough you of know, that. You know what's interesting? So, like, I, I ne I've never, I've never 
even bothered with search engine optimization stuff, right? Like I, yeah, yeah. I every everyone I've ever worked with is like, dude, Lundu, come on. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't bother with search engine optimization. I don't make thumbnails for my videos. Like I just don't right, do these right. things. And every. Every YouTuber I have ever like worked with, like uh, uh, every every single one of them, every like Chris Titus, right? Like Chris Titus was yes. laughing at me. He's like, "You don't, you like." He's like, "I've never met a YouTuber that like <laughs> doesn't edit videos ever right. and doesn't right. even make a thumbnail for the videos. Like, how is this yeah. even? How can you make a living doing it?" And yeah. I'm like, "I don't know." But so uh, you do <laughs> before, right? My my articles when I when they were hosted at Lunduke.com as my own blog. I could never get Google to like really index them like and and rank right. them up. But since mm-hmm. I've been posting my articles over at Substack, Substack those articles boom instantly. They're like insta index. Like Substack just like <laughs> makes it happen. They it's do like, quite a bit of SEO on their on their there's on their a own, competitor yeah. to Substack that gets a lot of pro- or a lot of props for uh, being better at SEO and Substack, but realistically, due to its minimalist nature, um, no Substack can rank really well based strictly on activity and engagement. Yeah, um, those are two, the signals like for it. Google have changed. It's no longer just about backlinks. It's literally about did you answer their question and are people down? With, are they spending time on your site? Things like that. So you're yeah. you're winning there. Winning is fun. Anyway, so oh they... for thumbnails, Pickmaker.com. It's also AI. There what the go. heck is Pickmaker? So. Pickmaker is, Pick take... is, it's like, I, I want to make a thumbnail, but I really don't care. And so you take like your title and you drop it in to, and then just kind of let it happen and see what it comes up with. And you can just keep refreshing it until you find one. It doesn't make you cringe. <laughs> you know, there's a, but there's, t- there's a yeah. Google app called Snapseed. Uh, yes. That, uh, that kind of was the same thing. I like when mm-hmm. people were like, you need to create thumbnails, Lunduk. I'm like, right. I don't want to. So someone recommended yeah. I try it. So I'm like, I copied and pasted a title into that and yes. clicked a button and it's like, here. Here's a pretty looking thing with all those words That's in it. it. And I'm That's like, it. okay, Seriously. I'll just, I'll just use yeah. that. I don't, as long as I don't have to work, I'm, I'm game, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> but that's also working in your favor. Cause when Google looks at that, it, again, AI is a thing. That's why images matter. Not huh. just the number of images, but they can also say, wow, this image has been reused a, a whole bunch of times or, Hey, this is a really unique image. And it's got keywords that seem relevant and pictures. It can, because of Google lens pictures that seem relevant to the article. So we're going to, we're going to give you a little bit of link juice. You this is a bit of an aside, but uh, something that's been really interesting to me is so since I moved the articles I write over to Substack, the traffic going to those articles just shot through the roof and it doesn't really seem like I didn't really change what I was producing all that much you know what I mean like I was I just kind of took what I was doing and I started doing it all all and publishing it to Substack and then linking to Substack but the traffic that I'm getting to the articles on Substack is significantly higher now than the traffic that I was getting or really anyone was getting on linuxjournal.com, networkworld.com, computerworld.com, any oh, of yeah. those places. We had and the same problem in Datamation. Exactly. I, it's, yeah. it's wild to me. Like and those were big names. I mean, IDG and Linux Journal are like, you know, they're 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 you know, 800 pound gorillas in their space. They should and they're they're well known by everybody. And like mm-hmm. Datamation's been around for like a thousand right. years. Like how are how is it that me moving over and just publishing to Substack is getting like literally I'm getting significantly more traffic than Linux Journal was 
at all in network world and that's that seems unreal to me like it because it's actually it's and I'm not this is no dig at, at the other sites at all and and i would say linux journal is an exception to this because I, I think they do offer a lot of value and were did amazing oh things, yeah but, linux journal was great but most other sites competitor to them uh don't offer anything of value. It's it's literally sure. here's a wall of text of stuff that we were assigned, and you can look at my articles. There's a great example of this. Here's stuff you can tell I really wasn't that passionate about, and I was told to write this. <laughs> Rank me, you know. And so, but when you go, but it's almost, and I'm telling you, I feel like that search engines are beginning to get to the point where they can sense enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like that they, and also it's not just about solving a problem, but sometimes it's just about it's a level of engagement. It's a level of that you feel like they've come away of having learned something reading your article where if you go to datamation.com or to you know 10buck2.com or whatever it's you know you're not going to necessarily get that and so i think that plays a big part into it um, that being said yes you can still game the system and know these sites don't do a very good job of it but yeah in it's, yeah. you're getting honest you're getting honest views like like valued long-term survive on the next google algorithm, it's just fascinating which, to me though you know like i so. Cause I've, I've got, I've got nothing backing me up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no, yeah. there's no guy doing, like, I mean, I guess, I guess what I have backing me up is the whole team at Substack and the whole team at locals that sure. are building their websites yep. to like, be like really good with the indexing engines and blah, 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 all that stuff. I yeah, guess right. that's what I've got. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me up. Yeah. I guess maybe well, it's, you, maybe you got those... good length and you got good and it's a good read. And I think that, and Google's the things have changed a little bit that they're looking at that saying, wow, this is actually, you know, the AI is like, Hey, I'm compelled. This is cool. I want to rank that. It's not just link backs and stuff like that anymore. It's there's other factors. So, and, and it's I, minimalist and Google loves that too. I, I want to put this out on the record just because I've been finding it fascinating. Uh, I've been watching and I mean, I've been doing this for a while, but I've been really watching lately where the traffic comes from. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. oh That's my gosh. So, like, the social media sites, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing. That's, that's pretty true for the most part, yeah. Oh, my heavens. It, yeah. If I post 10 links to Twitter or Facebook or anything, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I get hundreds of views at most. Like, yeah. in like hundreds. Like, comparatively. But then, um, uh, the, the only exception to that, the only exception to that is Hacker News. That's the yes. only social media type site that when they when like I when I go to the like a front page of Hacker News, I'll e easily get, you know, 20, 30, 40,000. Mm -hmm. uh, it's UAC. the new slash dot. Really? It yeah. really is. It's the new slash dot. No right, I feel about it. it. Uh, and slash yeah. slash mm -hmm. dot, maybe a couple hundred views. Reddit. If I go to the front page of like some of the bigger subreddits like Linux and R Linux and whatnot, uh, maybe a couple hundred views. Yeah. Um, but but Hacker News news with the same story at 20,000 30,000 views in a in a in a heartbeat and i i i'm just like hacker news is the only one out there like the only one of the social type sites that seems to be driving like really big numbers it just oh, it definitely. blows me away well it's it's actually a double benefit regardless of whether it's do follow or uh, do not follow it really doesn't make any difference it's going to get it's like reddit in that they index fast so right all right you know as soon as you pop it up there and ends up on that site they're indexing hacker news quickly okay cool reddit's like okay well this has got some value even if you're not getting link juice from it you're still going to get you're going to find yourself getting indexed which then means your article is going to be shooting up as well so you're getting direct views from hacker hacker news which is awesome and then and but you you're also the, getting the that residual on. yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'm telling 
you do. It's beauty. Make yourself a subreddit. No one will ever visit. No one will ever care. But it, it, I'm telling you. <laughs> and just, and just telling post, you post my articles in there. I will uh, send you mine. It's funny. You know, it's maybe, I, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I should. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe I should just. I mean, it. I just post crap. I'm literally just experimenting right now. And <sighs> it's fun. I think I'll have to create a new Reddit account because I'm yeah. my Reddit account is shadow banned across all of Reddit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Just, they just they did not one. appreciate one of my satirical pieces. Oh, right. that rubbed their executives wrong. Oh, they get they get all bent out of shape. Woo. That's pretty much their nature. I had one banned years and years and years ago, but I I my blanket one I just I just kind of toss that up there because it's got crazy karma. But <laughs> it does it gets indexed pretty quickly. And this was a brand new subreddit day one created it put up a post, wrote two articles, both crap, put them out there, but I had an aged domain. Again, Substack is a trusted domain. I don't know how aged it is, but it's definitely trusted. So there's there's a mutual value there. Um, Yeah, I think you'll see some results. You know, maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll create myself a a, a Reddit user called not Lunduke wink wink and and create myself a a, a new Lunduke journal Reddit or something. Just start posting it there and just see what results that gets. And And name it exactly the same as your as your Substack, whatever, whatever the uh, Substack name is, do exact. Make sure the Reddit, the subreddit's name is exactly the same. And then you can do whatever you want. And literally, if nothing else, it's a way to, you know, kind of stick your tongue out at Reddit and have fun with them. Thanks for the. I do thanks like for that. the thanks for the uh, indexing, yeah. fellas. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll use you, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's all do not follow, so you're not going to get any link juice out of it, but you will get fine. indexed. Uh, that's fine. So, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, most most of the traffic that I get it comes from my own stuff anyway. Yeah. Like I, it yeah. just it's just it's just people all hanging out around right. around the Lunduk Journal stuff are reading more Lunduk Journal stuff and then spreading Lunduk Seriously. Journal stuff and then emailing people right. Lunduk Journal stuff. That's yeah. that's like ninety percent of it. Uh, um, uh, oh, Gabe's got another one. Uh, and I, I like this question because, yeah. Uh, what is up with the recent popularity of OpenSUSE? <laughs> what is yeah really what is up with that I've, I've been noticing that too. It's like, why? Yeah. So, I mean, that's cool, whatever, but you know. well, okay. I have, and mm-hmm. I, I've been on the record about this before. I have very yeah. mixed feelings here, right? So, I was on the I was elected to the board of board of directors for OpenSUSE for a while. Um, I I worked I was like the only marketing person who worked at SUSE that actually ran Linux for yeah. four years, five years, something like that. <clears throat> and, like uh, a lot of Linux companies. <laughs> unfortunately. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it makes me cough just thinking about it. Uh, right. It's true, man. Linux companies, their marketing departments, they hate Terrible. Linux. Oh yeah, my gosh. So uh, this is this is not at all a joke or an exaggeration. And this person that I'm going to mention, I'm not going to mention my name, but no longer works at SUSE. Okay. I was I was one time at uh, a SUSEcon over in uh, the Netherlands, over in Amsterdam. And, uh, and, you know, cause I was, I, I ran the Sousa social media accounts. I did all those, uh, those parody music videos back then. And right. I kind of, I kind of was, I was their Linux guy. I was the guy they bounced ideas off of to see if they would offend the Linux community. So like, if we right. say this, are Linux people going to get mad? And usually the answer was probably that's a stupid idea. Then they did it anyway. Uh, but course. so I'm talking with this person who was the, at that point, the head of, of the marketing department, right? So right. it was was two two steps above me because I was a peon, and uh, and uh, this person who I'm not I'm not going to identify in any way was like uh, you know I feel like we use the word open too much, and I I'm like I'm like what, what do you mean she's like it's like well well you know because uh, the at that time Susan was trying to go with we're the 
open open source company, right? Because they were like, look how open we are. We're so open. We're extra open, not just open source, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's good and all. That's fine. Uh, it's not going to you know make anyone mad, but I don't know that that's really going to cause a lot of you know, sales. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to care. And, right. And, uh, and she's like, well, you know what, you know, maybe we should just call ourselves an open company. We use the word words open source too much. And I kind of look at her. I'm like, well, we have to either say open source or free software, at least occasionally. <laughs> like we have to at least mention it from time to time, like on the website, yeah. like on the front page somewhere, we should have either the words open source or free software, preferably both at least once, just so yeah. we're on the record as doing that. And she's like, yeah, but do we, I mean, do we really want to be involved with those sorts of people? And, oh, no. and, oh, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you're, what you're talking about is like corporate suicide for an open source right? company. Like, don't don't go down this road. And she's like, yeah, but you know, we're not really a Linux company anymore. And I'm like, what? Oh, what gosh. are you doing here? Because Sousa's, you know, was pushing more towards containerization and right. Docker Buzzwords. and yeah, right. all that sort of stuff, right? And, and Red Hat was has been going down that road too. Back then, it was kind of a big deal like let's uh gosh what was it, it was salt and and uh <laughs> uh docker and what was the other big one the stack whatever anyway uh yeah, so they I were pushing remember. down that road and i'm like no 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 you got you've got to be using linux and we need to talk about open source in fact and then i brought this up i'm like look at the website i you know i showed on my my phone i'm like look at this look at our website you go to the front page of the website and at that time other than a little menu item where you could go to susa linux enterprise we didn't mention the word linux and I'm like, look at this. We need to have wow. Linux and open source on there. And she's like, ah, those are not good things. So that, <laughs> that tells you. And now this wasn't someone in engineering. This wasn't uh, someone that did the product development or anything like that. Because those people right. were like, you know, Linux users and open source believers. Yeah. But yeah. the marketing department, oh, my gosh. For four years, it was a constant struggle to get them to not self-destruct and destroy the company by deleting the words Linux and open source. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, but the, oh the engineers at SUSE are pretty great. And they yeah. actually did produce some pretty cool stuff. Uh, some stuff on SUSE I don't like. Some stuff on SUSE I love with the SUSE Linux. And so they have been getting a little bit more... Uh, press lately from the corporate standpoint. The distribution itself is in a bit of a shambles right now because their yeah. their government has kind of imploded on itself. The the OpenSUSE board, they had they kicked someone off and then other people resigned and there there was people that were kind of being abusive towards other people and it be kind of became this just this horrible infighty just mess. And honestly the only people driving what really happens with OpenSUSE are the engineers working on SUSE Linux Enterprise at SUSE. So OpenSUSE isn't really a community distribution at this point anymore. Not really. It's really just the non-paid version of SUSE Linux Enterprise, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's very different than what it used to be. And so part of me likes to see it succeed. Part of me doesn't like where it is and what it's become because it's different than what it used to be. And I don't like it because <laughs> change, oh, yeah. change is crummy. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I hope I hope it does well because there needs to be competition in the marketplace. Uh, but 
I also I also have reservations because I know I know the corporate culture at Sousa and there are still some significant issues there um, in terms of in terms of where they're really going. Like you like you notice. I hate right. to ramble about this for too long, but you notice they, they just did this thing where they actually start making their own Red Hat distribution now. Um, oh, so no, did you guys, seriously? did you see this? Yeah. No, so I didn't know this. Oh so if you gosh. go check out <clears throat> Sousa.com, they have a blog post up where they, they've announced, and I can't remember what they're calling it, but you know, so CentOS got axed by Red Hat. Well, everyone knows that. And then there are two separate community projects to, that are kind of like rebooting CentOS. Well, those projects have gained some traction, but because Sousa kind of moves slowly, they're now rebooting CentOS. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is very real. Um, wow. uh, using wow. kind of a variation, uh, like using a variation on the Sousa Linux Enterprise kernel compiled with Red Hat flags, and then like the the, the Red Hat Enterprise like <laughs> user land all built using Sousa's open build service stuff. So what they're basically providing is a support, a paid support option for a Red Hat Enterprise CentOS compatible system. Um, so, so now Sousa has a Red Hat system mm. that they're offering paid support for. And that to me, uh, there's a number of things wrong with that. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, uh, it's, that's like saying, Hey, come on down to the Ford dealership. We are going to take care of your Chevy. You right. Know? Well, I mean, I mean, what, what happens? I mean, like, okay, I don't what? know. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I and, we're, and we're not it's necessarily going to take great care of it, but we're going to take care of it. <laughs> right or or like apple starts administering Uh, windows machines like like as paid services or or canonical like goes goes full in on supporting gen 2 boxes like i don't know it's weird it doesn't feel right right. right. it feels wrong i it's odd i Uh, i hope i hope for suza's success the thing that makes me less than certain about future Sousa success is their music videos nowadays suck. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure of it. They've gotten bad. And I, I feel like, I feel like, cause they, it, they don't, they don't seem to understand their market like they used no. to. And well, I'm, I'm not even, I mean, their marketing department never understood it from what I was hearing just a moment ago. <laughs> so, like, they, they really, did. they never did. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, you know, say, you know, saving face with, you know, you actually helping them. Um, yeah, yeah it helped. Kind of, it helped. And they I did mean, have, but... they, they actually, they had this guy and I, again, I won't, I won't name him, but they had this guy working for them and I worked for him for a while who, um, he wasn't like a Linux guy. But what he was amazing about this dude is he was in the marketing department. He was one of their managers is he knew he wasn't a Linux guy. And so right. he'd look around and he goes like, you know what? I'm supposed to be marketing to Linux guys. So I'm going to try and hire Linux guys to tell me what I should say to Linux guys. And like he actually understood that. And so he brought yeah, me yeah. in and and he kind of like leaned on that. He's like, we need to talk to Linux people like a Linux person, otherwise we're going to alienate them. We're not going to build what they want. We're not going to, you know, we don't speak their language. And he really understood that. Um, And he understood that so well and advocated for Linux users so well that they fired him. (laughs) That things went really downhill. Yeah. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Uh, You know, it's corporate world is, is crummy sometimes. Um, So I I don't know. I, I don't, I don't anticipate. I wouldn't bet on long-term open SUSE success. 
even though it would be kind of cool to see. Because I did work on no, it for man, so long, man. I would like to see some success there, but I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on it. I'm willing to bet they become a salsa company by the, by year's end. <laughs> and, and, and then there's some New guy York deadpan City. serious. Yeah, some run. guy deadpan serious with a putty knife. He's like, okay, you see this hard drive? It's it, it's getting too hot. But rather than cooling it down, we're gonna put hot sauce on it, and just accept the fact that it's running warm. They're gonna. It's it's like Frank's. <laughs> they put that on everything. Yeah, you know, it's like rather than solve the problem, right? Yeah, it's like okay. Gosh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I yeah. No, no, that, that no, that's not to say I don't think Sousa's going to go out of business, but uh, I, I, they, they kind of like Red Hat. They've kind of lost their way recently, and and they kind of had lost their way partially long before that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. Um, yippers, y- yippers, indeed. Oh, 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 oh. I, I would be remiss. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the whole trading card thing real quick. Um, yes. uh, so uh, for those of you who've missed it, uh, we're making actual physical trading cards of retro computers. And so uh, cool. this started as just something I was putzing <laughs> on because it was really, really fun. It was so, so fun. Um, if you go to uh, uh, the Lunduke Journal, lunduke.substack.com, and go go check that out there, um, you can order them right now at lunduke.itch.io. Um, so what it is, it's a set of 60, and you can see some examples up there right now of what they look like and, and how they all came together. And it's uh, trading cards, collectible trading cards. <laughs> I found a printer... <laughs> That makes really good quality stuff. Like they let me choose from like so many different kinds of papers and all sorts of things. They're going to be their front and back color, though. Honestly, they don't have a lot of color to them. I've done them intentionally very like like hand drawn retro style. Um, and, uh, these Apple two and, you know, Commodore pet and the, the TI 99 and, 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 uh, right. Amigas. And it's just, it's a whole bunch of retro computers plus peripherals so like some classic joysticks and keyboards and disk drives and and a couple of printers and plotters are in there Um, i've got a couple of cards in there for classic um online services so there's a CompuServe card uh there's an aol dial-up one Uh, but this is all like 1970s 1980s and like very early 1990s computer hardware mostly and as as collectible trading cards and after i started like putting some of these together like just as for fun um um, i I started selling them as as nfts right why not because it was easy because it was digital i didn't have to do any work because i thought it would be way too hard to make like printed versions of them and then, uh, and then everyone is like, dude, I want the print versions, Lunduke. I want print cards I can hold in my hand. What are you doing to me? <laughs> NFTs, come on, man. And, uh, and so I, so I was looking around and looking around and looking around. And I finally found a, a printer and I, I called him up and I talked to him via email and, and we, we really talked and, uh, and yeah, we're doing it, but we're doing it as a batch and I'm doing it as a one-off because I don't want to be in the trading card business. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I'm making these because I want some and, and a bunch of the people in the community want some. So if you want in on it, I'm just taking orders until February 1st. That's like, like 
10 days from now, right? At that point, I'm cutting right. it off. No, I'm not going to sell any more of them. Like, that's it. That's done. Um, everyone who orders it um, between now and February 1st gets uh, the pack of 60 collector's cards. Um, they're all, they're unique. They're cool. And uh, you get the digital ones, too, just for fun, because, you know, why not print them out? Like, I don't care. Have a good time. Make, make them wallpapers. I don't care. Um, <laughs> post them on the social medias, whatever. Um, I, I really don't care. It's just for fun. Um, <laughs> like, like someone asked me that. They're like, what if what if I what if I copy them and print them out? I'm like, cool. Have fun. Like, I don't I don't see that as an issue. Um, I'm, I don't know. This isn't like some weird intellectual property thing that I, yeah. I need to hold on to for a million years. I'm not going to I'm not going to come after and sue people because they had fun with a with a, a trading card. That's a JPEG from, you know, 40 computers from 40 years ago. Um, and, and that's not uh, to say you might not want to trade. Like, no, hey, but, but know, there'll I've, be physical I've got cards. Atari here. Yes. 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 Exactly. Um, and anyway, the and the physical cards will uh, will go to the printers on February first, and uh, according to the printers, the timeline should work out that they should be two people around February fifteenth. Um, maybe a couple days early, maybe a couple days late, but right in that general ballpark. And um, we're going to use uh, USPS Media Mail. Um, so it's nice, cheap, flat rate, basically, uh, for shipping anywhere in the United States. Um, and then if people are outside of the country, they need to email me to figure out what the actual shipping costs will be. Sometimes it's cheap. Sometimes right. it's crazy expensive. Like, there's yeah. some places, man, it costs like 40 bucks to ship to them. I'm like, I don't want anyone to be surprised, you know? Like, yeah. like someone from Lithuania contacted me, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to cost a million dollars for me to ship <laughs> a couple playing cards to Lithuania and I looked it up it was like twelve dollars it was oh, like no it was like no bad. big deal so so email me first and I'll, and I'll tell you how much it is um and anyway so it's only until February 1st and then we're, we're cutting it off and it's also a playing card game and that to me That's is super cool. fun so here's <clears throat> here's how it works um I'll give you the really short version of it. So it's it's very sim- it's a very simple like battle trading card game where you battle each other's computers. And you know you know how in like most trading card games you have to power things up like you have certain types of energy cards that you lay down right. that power up your base card. In this one, we use peripherals, and peripherals connect via certain types of connectors, like DB9, DB25. Uh-huh. So, so like you say, you have a joystick. Well, any machine that is compatible with that joystick, you can lay that joystick down, and that gives it certain power-ups in its fight against the other machine. So you can, you know, have your Commodore 64 fight against, you know, your Apple II GS, you know, that sort of thing, and okay. try, try and take okay. your opponent out. Otherwise, it's a very, it's a very simple, straightforward, kind of run-of-the-mill um, trading card game. But it's, it's, but you get to do that's it with classic cool. computers. And I don't know, yes. that's just, that's just fun. Um, uh, one, one guy already picked up a, a set that he's going to use for his kids in his classroom. Cause he's got a, uh, um, the, uh, uh, he's got a, a, a Linux user group basically at his school. And so he's going to, cool. going to be able to play with his kids in his classroom with classic computers. Right. So then the computer nerds can play classic computer, you know, trading card games with each other. And in the process, learn about the different types of historical computers. So it's educational at the same time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I just wanted to mention that cause it's a fun thing. 
Um, it's, it's just fun. It's just goofy. And I, I decided, I decided recently that I need to do more goofy things. Yes. And, and I wanted more goofiness in my life. And so, you know, if you, for those of you who follow my shenanigans, you know, that like, if you subscribe to what I do, if you subscribe to the journal, you get like a, there's like a paper doll book (laughs) and there's like comic books and whatnot. And, uh, but you know, the one thing we don't have is a trading card game and a collector card set. (laughs) So now we do baby. You know, so I I don't know. I just wanted more computer related goofiness around and that this is, this is one way to do it. I'm not getting into this business. I do have no intention of making another run of these uh, later on. I mean, Maybe if the whole world screams for it, but I don't want to be in, I don't like shipping things. It's not, it's not my cup of tea. It's hard. No logistics. Blah. I I like to write stuff and then be done. So uh, I'm just going to do this once we're doing it a very short term thing. Uh, You've got like nine, 10 days to to get in your order. If you want it, Uh, you get a a stack of 60 cards. They're collectible and tradable and they've got pretty pictures of old computers on it. That's that's the whole deal. Anyway, I, I, I had to mention it because I, I, w- I would be remiss. Uh, what else we got going on? What else we got going on? Uh, oh, you and me on January 29th. Yes. yes. Exactly. So, OK. That's going to be epic. So Lunduke Fest, which is the, the best name for a conference <clears throat> that I've ever been involved with, um, <laughs> is <Right>. happening. <laughs> Man, I put my name on way too many things. Um, I've... I've <laughs> So someone someone who does not like me recently like was complaining about me on the internet and was referring sure. to me as like the Donald Trump of Linux. And and like I And you're like so? I'm like what, well I'm point? like they, you made a kind of a good point. Like 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 I, I mentioned that to me what to my wife and she's like, Well, that person got you there. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, Yeah, I mean, seriously. I, I do stick my name in big bright letters on top of everything. Uh, it's, I don't know. But the big takeaway that people got to remember is, yeah, but he's two things. One, you've heard of him, and two, he's having fun. <laughs> right. So, it's it's sort of you like, know what I mean. It's sort of like uh, um, uh, the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie with you know you know Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes, the guy's exactly. like, you've That's got it. to be the worst pirate I've ever heard of. And Captain Jack Sparrow's I, like, ah, oh, but you have heard of me. <laughs> That I made that my mantra the very first time I heard that. I was like, oh, I'm going to get that tattooed really? on my forehead. <laughs> and then I proceeded to go on and work for Jupiter Broadcasting. But it's like, you're the worst co-host I have ever seen. Literally, a Muppet would be better than this guy. And I'd be like, yes, but you've heard of me. Yeah, but you have heard of me. <laughs> I used to I used to tear on those poor guys. Uh, you know, tr- I used to just rip on trolls so badly back then. It was fun. Uh, so, I didn't care. There's so I many care. of them. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of love the trolls. Anyway, right? Um, so, but Lunduk Fest is January 29th. Um, all, all the people who are subscribers to the Lunduk <laughs> Journal, either on Substack or locals, um, have a ticket. Um, I know, I know, a lot of people are going to be there. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be a virtual event, but it's it's all day long. There's a schedule up posted over over on Substack that you can go read right now. It's basically just me talking a lot but but with like but with like these interspersed breaks where we're all gonna hang out we've got like breakout sessions that everyone's gonna vote on 
Um, and, you know, so there's going to be things that we can we can all talk about. People can give presentations kind of impromptu um, if they get voted in in the breakout sessions. And we're going to have like a little lunch party. <laughs> and then at the very Love end it. of the day, because we're going to do we're going to do Linux sucks and, and all the other big stuff. Right. But the end of the day, the very end, the evening show is going to be Matt Hartley is going to join me. And yep. we're going to do a live show where all of you get to talk to us and we can ask questions and we can do live, live, everyone raise your hand if you blah, blah, blah. And we can talk about stuff and you guys can ask us questions. And we're just going to talk about really happy, nerdy things from like, like nine o'clock in the morning until sundown. It's just happy nerdiness <laughs> the right. whole day. No awesome. politics, right. uh, no fighting, no trolls, just just good, clean, fun, and nerdy stuff all day long. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, there, there should be quite, there should be quite a lot of people there. I'm really hoping the server I, I've got set up does not melt. Uh, we're, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm really hoping. I've got a backup plan in place in case it okay, does. Okay, that's good. But I'm really hoping it doesn't because I, I'm using uh um oh what's that soft the 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 blue uh blow oh blow. big blue, big blue button big yeah. blue button, uh big blue button is this open source thing that's kind of meant for schools, um but it's great for conferences yep. because you have everyone involved and you can do things like people can raise their hands for things and and so you can really actually get some actual interaction going even though it's a virtual conference it's not as good as being in person. But it's as close as I've been able to find to kind of recreating that experience. And uh, so, but it's open source. So I've, I've set up my own big blue button server and everyone's going to be able to file into there. So if you're a subscriber, you'll get notified um, uh, the like the night before and that morning again with super special secret links and logins and all that sort of thing. So you can come in and, and join the party. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. So that's. That's uh, a week from tomorrow. Holy nice. heavens. I've got a lot to do. Uh, it's okay. Whatever. Whatever. I got this. <laughs> I got this. Um, no probs. And no, no probs. But yeah, anyway, we're going to end the day with Hartley. <laughs> like it should be. Every, right. every day. I, I do tend to end a, I do a good job at ending a day. <laughs> it's like, it's like when, when you finally had enough of it here, I come tootling in. Hey, folks, what's going on? You know? What's going on, guys? Um, I, now, 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 Hartley, and I, I don't know the those of you who know this, but Hartley's done many conferences in his days. Yes, yeah, I have. I've done a lot. Hartley has gotten sick at many conferences in his days. It's become a running gag. Yeah. In my very first presentation back when I worked for Locker Gnome, back when Linux Fest you could hold in your hand, right? Back back in the old days, Linux Fest Northwest. I, I actually <laughs> yeah. I, I, I threw up during my uh, presentation. I had to run to the bathroom deal with that. Came back, finished it, threw up again. <laughs> and then I had to do another one, which I puked for two more times. So now when I yeah when I was with you, however, I was I was nauseous and dizzy, and that dizzy is oh, where I draw the line. It's you like, were oh, green, a, man. Yeah. You were. You guys I, are all talking, and I'm all sitting there going, "Please don't, please don't heave on camera. Please don't heave." <laughs> oh, and my favorite part, I was I'm running to the bathroom. One of the shirts I was selling, dude's all, "Yeah, man, I got one of these great penguin shirts." I'm like, "That's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> So I really made an impression. You ever, you know, it's like I didn't barf on him, so that's a plus. 
but uh yeah it was um it's so funny, when it comes though. to ending a day when it comes to an ending a day bro, oh matt a, hartley ends it in style man i'm telling you uh, so i'm i'm gonna warn people oh ahead of gosh. time <laughs> if if we're talking and all of a sudden matt hartley's mic goes mute for a little while oh yeah he he's horphan uh that's that's how that works because <laughs> if it's a conference matt hartley's gonna horf well, and I never had, I only, like, when I go to, like, Gnome Dicks, which was, like, a Locker Gnome, Chris Perillo's thing, um, when I when I would help with that, I never, I got headaches, but I never really got nauseous, nauseous. And I've even, I even helped uh, MC one of them. Uh, not, like, I basically just kind of came on and filled a spot until he ran yeah. did whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, because I, I don't MC for anything. But, yeah, you know, I was fine. Oh, yeah, for shoot. whatever reason, I, Oh, oh shoot, goodness. Hartley. We're at what? 59 minutes, 35 seconds. We Whoops. have to cut it off before an hour. Uh-oh. Otherwise, we can't Uh-oh. upload it to locals. Matt ah. Hartley, everyone, go to go to oldschool.locals.com and join the Matt Hartley community. Everyone, yes. say goodbye to Matt Hartley. Bye, Matt Hartley. Bye.